This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. No, did you cut your hair? <laughs> it looks like it since I have it. T- it's right here. It's still there. There it is. That's one of my um, uh, things that I kind of bugs me sometimes when people are like, um, they'll cut their hair or whatever, and then you know, a day or two will go by, and then they kind of probe. So, did you notice anything different about me? <laughs> like, so I saw my dad last night, and I was wearing these. Yeah. These glasses, and he goes. You're wearing glasses. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen you wear glasses. I was like, you just walked in the room. How did you pick that up that quickly? Like, I thought the stereotype was that men do not notice these things. That's Although bullshit. I guess, well, apparently you noticed it pretty quickly. But anyway, I'm wearing glasses. Guess what the prescription is? Uh, your vision is so good that they're making it worse. <laughs> exactly. No, there's no prescription in them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, Petro, but I'm like, I like a little bit of mild biohacking. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the podcasts that I listen to all the time, Mind Pump, one of their sponsors, I'm not going to say who the sponsor is, but one of their sponsors is like a blue light blocking glass company. And they were basically explaining the benefits and everything when you're staring at screens all day and Mm -hmm. I'm just listening to this, I'm like, I stare at screens all day. day My eyes get tired. Mm -hmm, Me too. I need to, I need to get some of those glasses. Um, I couldn't order them to Canada. Like it wouldn't let me. So I went on Amazon and I found these ones. Nice. So I ordered them on Monday and they arrived yesterday. They actually look glasses. Now you wear glasses. They're not bad. (laughs) You can have, do I look like a nerd? I look like the little, um, I don't know. Here's here's my thing about nerds. Looking like a nerd doesn't change your personality or your uh, physical appearance. So to me, especially when, when I moved to Canada and, and I heard the term nerd and everything, if I found yeah. a girl attractive and she was a nerd, I still found her attractive. Right? So I didn't care, you know, <clears throat> there was no that. So So the term nerd means nothing to me in a negative way. So if you yeah. look like a nerd... Yeah, you look like a nerd, but hey, whatever. You, you look hot, so yeah. forget about it. But now we have all oh. of these like nerd guys who mm-hmm. were bullied as kids, and now they're like super good looking, and they have the whole nerd thing going on, but they're kind of jerks. I know, I know. That's anyway. the that's that's what you have to deal with. Um, sometimes people just don't grow up. Yeah. So. Well, so. I wore them yesterday afternoon when I was editing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be wearing them like all the time. I slept better. Like I was tired for bed, which was fantastic. Did you wear them to Um, sleep? No. (laughs) I'm I'm literally only going to be wearing them when I'm in front of a screen. But I'm in front of a screen so much that I'm going to be wearing them a lot. Like when I'm traveling and I'm on my laptop or when I'm editing or when I'm watching TV is basically when I'm going to be wearing them. And I don't know. I have noticed recently that at the end of the day, my eyes will be tired. And people have said, well, you should probably go get your eyes tested and like 
see if you need a prescription. But they'll be tired at night, and then the next day they're perfectly fine. So I assume that they're <clears> tired <throat> from staring at a screen all day. More than likely, yeah. Yeah, now, and I don't should... just want to get... I don't want to get a prescription and then in five years need a new prescription because staring at a screen has deteriorated my eyes even more. So that, That's not how it works. Hopefully this solves the problem. Well, You're... so they send this little doohickey. It's like a blue light laser beam thingamajig and then this little card that's okay. blue light sensitive and if you put the glasses over half of the card and then like put the beam over top of it like you can see how the beam like shows up it leaves blue on the card and the part where the glasses were there's no blue wow yeah i'd be interested so. in trying that with my glasses yeah oh you can <clears> get <throat> prescriptions i'll send the ones to you that were shine the light podcast. on me. Yeah, because they... No, they shine have, the like, light on me right now. I don't know that oh. that will work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but, um, yeah, you can you can try them because you can actually put their prescription in there. And they also have sunglasses. I'm not really sure why you would want the sunglass ones, but I'm sure someone out there would need them. Oh, I'm anyway. assuming that their filtering technology applies to more than just blue light from the screen. Possibly. Well, the sunglasses, for sure. Right. I think these ones are actually protect your eyes from uv rays as well they would um and other than that like i've been upgrading my wardrobe a little bit and by that i mean i wear t-shirts like believe it or not i'm a lot like you petro like we're all just wear like a black <laughs> v-neck v-neck t-shirt because it's easy and like a pair of jeans you're literally wearing a black v-neck aren't you <laughs> yeah that's my that's my wardrobe period <laughs> i know and that's <clears throat> what i wear most of the time i'll throw a blazer on over I, top of it or I'll i wear, do have like, gray v-necks too like, well, I also have crew necks and like some different colors. No crew necks. Crew, ne crew necks are no. for ladies. I don't really like crew necks, but I have a few of them. But yeah. I literally have a navy one, a green one, a black one, a Old. gray one. Like I have too many t-shirts. So at one point I was like, I need to try a little bit harder. So I've pulled some things out of my closet that I have literally never worn or haven't worn in years. And mm -hmm. I've been wearing them and I've been getting people saying to me like, you're fashionable because I posted something on Instagram saying that I have no fashion sense. <laughs> I remember that. And they're like, you're, you're fashionable. I'm like, it's a ruse. <laughs> I fooled you. <clears throat> and then I, I also I think you made that post that you successfully fooled. I did. <laughs> people to believe that you're fashionable. And um, I signed up for Frockbox. So Frockbox sends it's like ladies fashion and they send you five items a month what you don't like you send back what you like you keep it comes off of your credit card so i got my first shipment yesterday and i'm keeping three of the five things and they are well two of them i would not buy for myself if i just went out to the store so hmm. that's cool and then also oh my god i ordered two t-shirts from our store <laughs> And you have I know, no idea. I got the order notification. You have no idea how excited I am for them. <laughs> no idea. I got the little um, French bulldog with, mm -hmm. with the camera and the peace sign. And then I got, I ordered a men's um, camera t-shirt. I saw that. The it's... camera on it is amazing. Okay. It's all like colorful and like watercolor. And Abstract. I'm going to wear it. I'm, I'm going to wear both of them. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to wear them when I work. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm wearing them under blazers and I'm going to look super fashionable. So It's funny because you just said that you wear t-shirts a lot. So you kind of upgraded your wardrobe and, <laughs> and then, I got then you order t-shirts. 
I know, but these ones are white with graphics on them, and I don't wear any graphic t-shirts. You know what? A white t-shirt with graphics is pretty cool. I know. But right. someone told me at one point that I'm a redhead and I shouldn't wear white, and now I'm just having a screw you moment. I'm going to wear what I want. Who told you that? I just hope that they fit. <laughs> Who told you that? I'm really curious to know. I don't know. I'm sure someone years ago. like, Were they a fashion expert? No. Yeah. Basically, for some reason, my whole life, people have been telling me what kind of wedding dress I should wear. So if you're a redhead and you can't wear white, what color wedding dress would you wear? Like champagne? Well, it's interesting. I don't think so. That might be too close to my skin tone, actually. Yeah, you'd just Um, basically be nude. I would look naked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, um, ivory is... The general consensus people say i should wear ivory okay and then one time um uh, my friend michael McLuhan told mm-hmm. me that i should wear navy and i was like that would be cool like old navy no can you imagine like he if said if i ever dresses? got married i should wear a navy dress or like whatever my outfit is i should wear navy and i was like that that i would do that's like the red wedding dress i would wear navy i'm but googling also, it i would I was oh, thinking yeah, they're, about they're gorgeous. <laughs> I was thinking about what I would do if I got married because okay. I think about this all the time because I think about weddings constantly. And why is and that? I kind of decided. I kind of decided it'd be fun to do a casual wedding, like not even dress up, but wear like <sighs> jeans that you like. It is. It is like fun. Clothes that you like. <sighs> all right. So one of my most favorite wedding dresses, right here. Oh. See, I'm sure people would tell me I can't wear black either. Right. Or strapless. <clears throat> well, this might not fit your body type, perhaps, no. you know, like look good on you. But and I can't believe that pe- more people don't wear these alternative wedding dresses. Yeah, me too. And I mean, they look great. They look fantastic. And, uh, and there's, there's a way to. So here's another one that I really like because it's not. Do you just, is that, are they both black? Yeah, they're black. Yeah. No, the people okay. are white. Pause but. for a second, because I want to <laughs> let everyone know we're doing video now. What? Oh, what? Yeah, our episodes are going to be on YouTube. Hopefully, I'll be able to put them on Facebook. I'm not sure. Would have be been nice long. to know. Right? And then and then on IGTV. So, if you guys are like, right. what the hell are they talking about? What is IGTV? Follow us on Instagram. And who is IGTV? What is it? Oh, Instagram TV. Oh, interesting. Well, I, yeah, I know what it is. I'm just oh. saying it for the benefit of our listeners. Yeah, follow us on Instagram yeah. and then, yeah. Go on, wedding dresses. Yes, uh, I like wedding dresses. I'll be completely honest with you. I would own a bridal shop in a heartbeat. I would run one, like no questions asked. I feel like you'd be really good at that because you'd be putting people in different dresses. I would and be. And my God, I still see... So many people wearing strapless white wedding dresses. I can't <laughs> it's, believe it's the trend how they're right still now. that popular. But it was a trend like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, they, trend, trends are, they have a life expectancy of seven, eight, eight years. And I mean, seven they're to not eight years. <laughs> seven, to, seven to eight years. Oh. Um, they're not going away. Put it this way. I mean, no, think, no. About, think about the dr- wedding dresses with sleeves and white gloves and... Um, from the 80s that's kind of spilled into 90s. Like, imagine being the last person to wear a wedding dress like that. Like, you li- you're you literally, like, 
on the I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I would um, love to see a dress with sleeves and white gloves today. Just there are like some that are very tastefully done. Mm-hmm. And what it comes down to is that every single person is different. Your body's different, your uh, build is different. And yes, build and body ha- are, are not the same thing. Um, so certain things will complement you uh, more than others. So, for example, if you have broad shoulders, maybe the strapless dress isn't for you. Yeah. Um, you know? And uh, if you have a very long torso and wide hips, um, uh, well, whatever. Good for you. <laughs> Not going to get into it too much. Um, um, this is what I've been struggling with, though, with my wardrobe, where I've just been wearing the same thing over and over again because I don't know what else mm-hmm. to wear. So I've literally the past couple of weeks, I've worn a couple things that like I liked, but I was like, it makes me look like I'm gay. <laughs> and so. then I kind of realized that's not a problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's funny because I uh, I was born in Ukraine. And a lot okay. of people might know that by now. And there was not a lot of opportunities for expanding your wardrobe or anything. I yeah. mean, you kind of you kind of just wore what was handed down to you or if you were lucky enough, like my, my family clothes was sent to us from Canada, from our relatives. But I mean, stuff you bought locally wasn't all that exciting. It was nothing to write home about. Right. I mean, it was a communist country when I was there. Um, eventually, things kind of got better. And today it's very fashion forward. It's very fashionable. But um, I'm j- I was just used to kind of wearing whatever, you know, like, eh. So I'm kind of losing my train of thought here because I got distracted by a picture over there. But anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're kind of like Steve Jobs, though, like where you have the same outfit and you're like, good, done. Well, well, it works, you know, um, but I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm believer of less is more because what happens. So here's why I'm giving you the background story. Oh, upon coming to Canada uh, and then, you know, at, at some point having to purchase my own wardrobe, whatever. Um, who doesn't like a sale, right? Oh, wow. Sale. Cool. I can, a lot of times you tend to buy something because it's on sale and it might not be a hundred percent for you. Right. So let's say you need a sweater and the sweater you really like that's, that fits you. That is exactly what you need is $140. And then there's another sweater that's twenty nine ninety five. Be, you know, regular price, a hundred dollars, for example, it's 70% off mm-hmm. and you automatically buy that, that sweater because it's on sale and it's still a hundred dollars sweater and you, you feel good because you just got a new sweater and you saved a lot of money. But when you wear it, it doesn't quite fit right. It's a little bit baggy in the bottom, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't taper as well, but you, you live with it and you just, and you get compliments on it because people will notice that you have something new and it might actually look good. It just, uh, it's just not the perfect fit. And people think, well, you know what? For $140, I can buy four of these sweaters. So, huh. And now you have a wardrobe of four sweaters and none of them are perfect. You're better off with that one sweater that's perfect for you. You know, uh, I would rather have five outfits than that cost a lot of money that are perfect, maybe even tailored than have 40 outfits. Now I'm pretty lucky because 
I fit into clothes off the rack for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, my legs are short, so all my pants I buy, I have to hem. Even though I'm six feet tall, I have a ridiculously long torso with very short legs. Like a 30-inch inseam barely, you know, is too long for me. Anyways, no matter what I buy, I have to hem. And uh, shirts, I can't buy off the rack. I have to order tall shirts, right? So there's no... What do you want to say? There's there's never an opportunity for me to go and get a sale, but I do find clothes kind of available to me, and then I can I can just alter it. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I had to kind of consciously stop buying things. So as, as a result, I had to kind of consciously buy, stop buying things that were a good deal that may not have been perfect for me for that reason. So I've, I've found certain things that work, and I've been ordering them online and... You know, if I see them at the store, I'm buying them when I need when I need to. But I, for example, my black T-shirts, um, I'm in a black T-shirt the entire day and it will wear out eventually. Right. If I'm working or whatever I'm doing, uh, whether it gets a little hole or even if it's just wears out and has little balls, um, I, I move on. I throw it out. I move on. I want a better looking t-shirt. I want a newer t-shirt. So I ordered these by the box. Like I literally ordered 25 at a time. <laughs> and they're, and I'm really lucky because I get text message notifications from the store I get it from. And they'll, they'll be like, hey, your t-shirts are on sale for $4. Buy 25. <laughs> That's you know what, what I need. Yeah. But... Yeah. but but for the most part, any other wardrobe, like whether it's a suit or uh, pants or sweater, whatever, whatever I buy or even shoes, I buy the best for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't look to spend more money. Sometimes the best is actually less than less money than others. But I, I, I go for the fit, you know, and, and I, that, that's if, if somebody takes away something from this, that's not photography or business related. It's that it's what you were saying about wardrobe like Mm -hmm. literally less is more you're better off having five outfits that are killer that that rock than having 40 outfits that are just blah and i challenge you to go through your closet and donate everything you haven't worn in the last two years yeah unless you fit into it now i do that reasonably frequently where i'll go through my closet and get rid of a whole bunch of stuff yeah um and one of the girls in my bni group um she just did her first clothing swap and then she has another one coming up in the spring, but she sent me a message saying there's one coming up and I should go. And I was like, Hey, I'm actually like working on expanding my wardrobe a little bit. So that might be a good idea. And there's really just a couple specific things that I want to add, which is like, so I have, I have like my brown leather jacket. I have a black leather jacket. I need to get my brown leather jacket tailored. And then mm-hmm. I have my brown leather boots and I want to get black leather boots. And that'll be like my winter, my winter footwear. That'll be it. And then I want to get a denim jacket. All right. There you go. But like I have, I have <clears throat> black blazers. I have a gray blazer. Um, I have the t-shirts and stuff. It's just like, mm-hmm. and my jeans are pretty good. But yeah, it's just adding like some tops that are sort of different shapes. And part of it is to help me build my confidence and see myself differently. Yeah. 
and that's where I'm going with this too, right? You you will be surprised how much confidence you have when you feel great in your clothes. Oh yeah. I mean, you're gonna look good regardless. But when you when and we we don't give ourselves credit because sometimes you put something. Wait, that was really sweet. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Think think about this when when you put something on that's kind of tight or it just feels kind of awkward. You, you 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 can't help but fidget you feel awkward you feel weird so whether you go to a wedding or a meeting or whatever like a, a networking event for example mm-hmm. you can see right through that when people are fidgeting with their clothes or whatever so spend the extra money if you have to i mean sometimes you don't have to sometimes you just have to go look um yep. and uh your, your confidence level will increase dramatically right like yeah hmm, i got it and you know what? I really hate going to a wedding <coughs> and seeing Clear people throat. dressed poorly. Or, like, I know some wedding photographers around who, like, I kind of know. Like, you see them around when you're shooting. You see what they're wearing. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. that's not wedding appropriate. And it's not that it's inappropriate. It's just the same sweater that they've worn to weddings for the last four yeah. years. Yeah, and and again, it, it has cat hair on it. <laughs> that's like, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah, if it looks fantastic, rock it, go mm-hmm. for it. But if it is, you know, invest in yourself too. I mean, it's not just it's not just the L series glass that you have to go buy. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, who cares? I was having this conversation this past weekend. Um, there were two videographers at the wedding that I was shooting, and they were trying to figure out what my 70 to 200 lens was, which is my Sigma. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't know what that was. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, it's better than the L-series <laughs> lens. Like, I'm just going to put it out there, like, pretty sure it's sharper and it weighs half as much and costs a quarter as much as the there you L-series go. lens. <laughs> yeah, the, the new, and I, I will admit, admit the new Canon uh, Series 2 7200 with image stabilization is... No, whatever. Is, the lenses are high sharp. quality, right? Like, the quality yeah. is perfectly fine. That would not be my major complaint. Like, if exactly. the Sigma was, if the Sigma was not sharp probably well that, that's it. what it comes it down is. to you can't and tell the difference yeah. i mean unless oh, yeah. somebody sits down and yes. dissects it so and that's where i'm that's what i'm getting at um you everybody knows this people people just have a hard time it's it's like okay i'm wearing a hat with a nike logo on it right now for those of you who have video and are looking at it you no already know this because we're blurring it out I'm just there kidding. you go <laughs> <laughs> um i i didn't buy it for the logo um, I bought it because it fit my head yeah. and, uh, Nike golf hats are incredibly comfortable. So mm-hmm. I wear them and I wear them for the fact that I have to keep my hair tamed because <laughs> it's extremely long. Oh my God. Leave it like that. You look so emo. Uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's getting put away right away. Um, my hair is my hair is extremely long, but because it's curly, it sponges up. And uh, yesterday, I was driving to Kitchener, actually, to pick up this guitar. Oh! So Don't I, hurt I, it. I, <laughs> I ordered a new guitar a couple of months ago, and it finally came in, and it came in to a store in Kitchener because they were the only store nearby that got one of the six or one of the five guitars that came to Canada, and I got one of them, anyways. 
I took off my hat, and as I took it off, my hair was standing up like six inches tall. And I didn't even realize it until um, somebody was passing me. And you know when somebody passes you on the highway, you look? And they usually <laughs> nod, or sometimes they're like half asleep yeah. driving. Well, this person looks, and they're just like, kind of did this. <laughs> like, what? So I look in the mirror, I'm like, come on. It was literally like this tall. Anyways, moving on. What are we talking about today? You know what? We heard what you were up to. Here's what I'm up to. Oh, yeah. Parenting. Baby brewing. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, so you texted me this morning and you asked about rescheduling or something. I just, I said, if you don't want to record today, I, I'm good with that. But <laughs> I don't I even told remember. told you to take a nap and then you said you can't take a nap. I can't take a nap. So we're recording, but... Uh, you know you're gonna have another one of those little whippersnappers soon. So. Yeah, but Hannah will be home. I'll be I'll be fine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, uh, here's what I said. How how do you feel about taking today off? I barely slept. Head is pounding. I can still record. I might just be groggy and quiet, letting you decide. And then <laughs> I pointed at you. Uh, I pointed uh-huh. at the star, meaning you're the star. And uh, I don't know if our listeners can tell, but we're I'm talking a little slower than usual, and that's that's kind of why. I, my head is no longer pounding. Um, That's good. Yeah, but I am uh, medicating myself with not only sparkling water, but also um, made with Canada. real ginger, Canada Sorry. Dry Cranberry Ginger Ale. It makes me feel good. So, uh, but uh, yeah, listen, I'm parenting 24-7 here and I get help from my wife because she's amazing. Sorry. <laughs> um, right? hilarious. I know he does. That's I get what help I'm saying. From, I'm parenting. She helps me sometimes. She helps me sometimes. <laughs> um, no, like Hannah's back at work and I'm yeah. home. Like Mia's sleeping right now. She's behind me mm-hmm. sleeping. Not literally behind me, but in the room behind me. And, oh, okay. uh, um, you know, she will be waking up at noon more than likely, maybe before that, maybe after that. Uh, and then I have to make her lunch and, uh, I have to admit it, it does not leave a lot of time. And so for the next three and a half hours, uh, I have to entertain a one-year-old and we do things. We get out, we walk the dog, we go to the post office, uh, I might read her a book, build something with, with her blocks. Half the time I just let her <laughs> run around and her blocks, uh, side note, her building blocks are, are literally, um, Kodak medium format film (laughs) that that the 120 film the CN 41 black and white film that hasn't been opened and exposed yet those are her building blocks she literally it's kind of (laughs) cool I know (coughs) excuse me um I get too excited and I cough um so so it's really tough um it doesn't leave a lot of time to do things uh I do bring her on photo shoots with me so like if I have to photograph a house we go together. It's fun. And if people have a problem with it, I just don't photograph their house. <laughs> I'm just like, forget it. So The world would be a different place if people could take their kids to work. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And I mean, this was my choice. Um, so as a result, in the background, uh, the new business, uh, Pedal Boss, is doing extremely well. We <clears throat> Every month it, it was growing. And then May, June, July, it kind of plateaued. Where in June, it actually dropped down a couple of hundred dollars. And then mm-hmm. in July, it went back up. And then in August, August beat July by $3.28. And I was like, yes. yes. 
But like I said, May, June, July, August was kind of plateau. Well, September was almost a whole $3,000 more than August. It, yeah, you know it, people don't do anything in the summer, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I thought they still play music and buy pedals. But to have a no, because that's when they they break out their like old guitar and they go to campgrounds. (laughs) (laughs) You know the guitar that can get wet and they they don't feel too much pain about it. Yeah, yeah. So, well, long story short, it's it's been going extremely well. So that's been keeping me busy too. But um, I just noticed that my clients have to wait an extra couple of days to get their photos because I'm like, uh, Mm. my plate is full. You know, I know I photographed this a couple of days ago, but. You'll get it today. And so some of them who are used to my like same day, next day turnaround will text me and be like, photos, question mark. Did you forget about me? <laughs> and, I, and I just go like, you know, you'll see them soon. Just chill. Yeah. Uh, but part of me just wants to be like, are you being a dick right now? <laughs> like yeah. photos, question mark. Anyways. Um, That's so annoying. <clears throat> You wanted to talk about dealing with experts? No. How did you put it? Yeah. Sorry. Experts. Experts. In quotation marks. Right. So I photographed this wedding on Saturday. The wedding was fantastic. The couple was fantastic. There was myself, my second shooter, Melissa, and then there were two videographers, Mm -hmm. one of whom I've worked with before. The other one, Melissa and I both know. She's a photographer, videographer. Um, so the bride and the groom, but mostly the bride before the wedding in our final consultation had told me we are having an unplugged ceremony. If anyone pulls out their camera, feel free to tell them to put it away. If I see them during the ceremony, I will yell at them. (laughs) It's like, okay. So I'm standing at the ceremony site is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. It was pretty wicked. It's a very popular venue near Owen Sound for wedding photos. But people in the last few years have just started having their actual weddings there. It's a dude's house. So (laughs) it's like a big, I know, it's a big manor. He's this single, he's got to be in his 70s. Holy shit. Year old man who grew up in this house and built it all up. He's a stone worker. There's stone statues everywhere. There's a hedge maze. Like, this guy just owns this property. He puts up a sign at the front that says public welcome. He takes donations. So you can rent the place as your venue for your wedding for a donation. Nice. And then you just use it how you want. Yep. But... like. He'll reserve it for, probably, like, it's really inexpensive, but he'll rent it to you, but he he doesn't, like, other people can come and have their photos done there the same day. So it could be a little bit awkward. It's not exclusive. No. Um, So I'm just standing there, and I see this guy strolling in with a tripod and a camera bag. Okay. And I'm like, what is, like, clearly coming to the wedding? I'm like, what is this? So he starts setting up his tripod. Melissa and I are talking. I'm like, what is this about? The one videographer comes over to us and she's like, uh, what's going on? Um, there are signs <clears throat> that say to put away your electronics because it is a, an unplugged ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck is going on? The videographer's like, should I go talk to the bride? I'm like, no, like I'll go talk to him. <laughs> 
So I went and talked to him. And as you guys can probably imagine from listening to this podcast, you probably think that if I come across someone like this, that I'd like lose my shit and go on a rant and everything and just be super rude. But anyway, I hope so. I'm going to try to remember as much as this, as much of this conversation as possible, because I really hated it. It sucked. I walk up to the guy and I put my hand out and I shake his hand and I say, hi, I'm Sophia. And he goes, hi. To this day, do not know his name. (laughs) Awesome. He didn't introduce himself. So I just go on to say like. They're having an unplugged ceremony. There's actually four of us here to document it. There's like two photographers, two videographers. Um, So they have it really well covered. The bride doesn't want anyone else taking photos. I was like, personally, I don't mind if you take photos from your seat. Um, But there are four of us. So we really need you to sort of put your stuff away. Um, He's standing there like with his camera on a tripod taking pictures. (laughs) I'm like, so I, I... we just really need you to put your stuff away, like take pictures from your seat if you want, but you should know that the bride has told us that she will yell at people if she sees them taking photos. Mm -hmm. And he just goes, she won't yell at me because I've done this before. And that was like, like at her other wedding. No, (laughs) (laughs) like, I don't know if he, to me, he looked like the type of person who was a gearhead, was always right, a right, photography right. nerd, and maybe photographed a couple of his friends' weddings. He didn't strike me as a professional photographer. Jeez. So I don't know that he ever ran a business or if he just sort of took photos um, on the side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, like we're not supposed to have our equipment out. I was like, no. And I was like, to... Like, I understand you've done this before, but the four of us have also done this before. Um, and I'm trying to be so kind cause I was just, he said that and I was like, Oh, like on the inside, I'm thinking, do you think that we haven't, do we look like we haven't? And then part of me is going like, it's because we're women, isn't it? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm like wondering if, now. Hmm. Like if the male videographer had gone over to him and said something, I bet he put it, would have put his stuff away a lot faster. But anyway, should have let me so, talk to him. <laughs> so, I just keep telling him, like, you need to put your stuff away. It's an unplugged ceremony. Um, And then he goes, all right, well, I'm just going to set up my tripod at the back then with my long lens. I was like, no, you need to put it away. You can (laughs) sit at your seat. I was like, no cameras. (laughs) At that point, I was like, no, I'm done. Still being super kind, but I was just like, no, you can't do that either. You're going to have to sit in your seat. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he ended up. Sitting in a seat. So that was fine. I had that conversation with him and he's like, well, I'm just going to take some pictures of the building here. I was like, oh, that, how about it? <laughs> Go for it. I don't care. <laughs> so I walked away and talked to the officiant. I was like, I just want to make sure, like, did the bride and groom say anything about um, giving mm-hmm. a little info at the beginning about how it's an unplugged ceremony? He told me what he was going to say. I was like, that sounds good to me. Um And then the videographer came over to me at one point and she goes, I just talked to the bride and she said, absolutely not. He is to put his stuff away. I was like, oh, well, I already (laughs) talked to him. And then she went and talked to him and told him the same thing. And I didn't hear their conversation, so I don't know how it went. Um, So that was fine. He sat in his seat like it all worked out. The bride thought it was hilarious. The end of the night, their 
um, first dance rolls around. I have Melissa standing on the other side of the room opposite me with a flash. Um, the, there's videographer. This, so there's a videographer in one corner and in another corner. And then I'm shooting from another corner and I have a flash in another corner. And this guy pops up and stands in the middle of the dance floor with his on-camera flash, flashing right into mm. my camera. Yep. And I was just like, rage! Like, <laughs> <laughs> So I just walk around the dance floor, stand in front of him and point for Melissa to go to the other side of the room. And then I turn around at the end of the dance and the videographer standing right beside me. I was like, oh! Were you trying to stand in front of him too? She's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine dealing with that as a videographer, like having the flipping flash going off in your face? Yeah. And that annoyed me because I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess you've done this before. You're using your on-camera flash. That yeah. makes a whole lot yeah. of sense. I bet your photos are really pretty. And this is oh. like, this is worse than people begging me to take pictures with their camera, even though they can just have photos from my camera. Because I'm like, I know mine look better. Oh, man. But anyway, the I, I sent out to my mailing list, like, the story and how I stuck up for myself and how I was so proud and everything. Yeah. And the bride emailed back. She's like, I LOL'd. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, thank you for talking to him. <laughs> Who was like, he? You're welcome. I guess a family Still friend. Okay. I'm not honestly sure. She didn't really say his name or anything. He wasn't an uncle. He wasn't in family photos. Like... So not I don't Uncle know Bob. what was going on. Like, oh, he was just there. But it was like a so. wedding with like hmm, 100, 120, 150 right. people. Like, right. yeah. Anyway, so that happened. I handled it so well, Petro. There was no sarcasm. I was totally pleasant to him the whole time. Did not like his attitude. But I was nice. Ugh. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> you would have been fine i have done this before though i've if, i've went up to somebody yeah. okay. and i said uh do you mind me asking you what you do for a living and, oh god i'm so yeah. intrigued go on right <laughs> i don't remember the answer some sort of administration assistant oh, and i said now what if i come to your job site sit <laughs> at your desk right beside you shuffle your papers yeah. When you try to type an email, I pound on your keyboard. Take the keyboard away. <laughs> I swipe your mouse. No. <laughs> I swipe your mouse off the table. Hold on a second. I just want to check my Facebook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just hang tight. Yep. I said, this is what you're doing right now. You're standing in my way. Well, I'm off to the side. No, no. No, you're not. Listen, you're off to the side. Uh, you're not in my way as in I'm not going to trip over you, but you're in my photos. You're in my way. I do not want to do extra work of editing you out of photos. Like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. And when I, I was angry, I did say it kind of like that. And when, the, when I said it like that, the person actually said, I get it. I'm really sorry. Like, oh. shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm a scary motherfucker. So that. that I know, helps. but that's a really good response. They could have responded very differently. I did mention that, look, it's it's their wedding, it's their day. They're actually paying me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. This is my job site, you know. And I said, you know, if, if you hired somebody to build your house, would you show up with your own hammer and nails and start pounding it into the framework? 
No. Mm -hmm. Why don't you let the professionals do their job? Yeah. Go and look at it from the street, so to speak. So GTFO, and please let us do our job. Now, at, the, at this point, it, I don't recall who was with me. It, it might have been Hannah. Hannah was probably continued to shoot. So the bride and groom do not even understand. They don't, they don't know what's going on. It's uninterrupted. Um, and I usually give people a chance just by talking to them politely kind of saying hey you know do you mind like we're we're working and you know if you really want a copy of these photos give me your email i'll send them to you whatever yeah right um but if if i'm not having a great day i will go to phase two right away and that's usually kind of like saying all right what do you do for a living <laughs> yeah um another person was um when i asked what do you do for a living they're like i'm retired i said must be nice <sighs> Well, let me work really hard so that one day I can retire. Yeah. Get the fuck off my job site. <laughs> uh, um, the person laughed um, at, at this remark and they said, oh, I'm, I didn't realize I wasn't in, in your way. I'm sorry. And it was, it was somebody who's like not even related, but sort of through marriage who mm -hmm. thought it'd be nice, just bought himself a, a Pentax SLR, just thought it'd be nice if I take some photos for the bride and groom. And he said that. He said, I thought it'd just be nice if I take take some photos and give it to them. And I said, look, you have to yeah, consider the following. They hired someone. Sorry, yeah. now the anger's coming out. Yeah, and that's that's what that's what it is. You, you, I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, but what's happening is you're here impeding my job. Like, you're actually making things harder for me. So. Yep. There is, it's, it, yes, it's nice. That's why there's someone here doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and all you're supposed to do as a guest at a wedding is be invested in the wedding. Right. You're not well, there to explore your hobbies at a wedding. <laughs> you are you there imagine? to, right? You're there to support your family and friends. Aunt Jean is knitting a sweater in the corner. <laughs> right? Like, go take five hours and just celebrate the people that you went to celebrate. It's not about you. you know it what? is it, about the couple. It's a great point because if somebody is a hobbyist seamstress and they could make a killer oh. wedding dress, can you imagine if they brought a wedding dress to a wedding oh. and said, honey, try this on. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's the thing. It's, it seems like no other industry does that except for the graphic industry graphics. Like, capturing uh, uh video or or f photographs stills where is my vocabulary today it, it seems like that's that's the only thing you know <laughs> uncle ray brought uh, a case of the beer he made over the summer for our wedding <laughs> like nobody does shit just because yep. it's your hobby it doesn't mean you have to involve it um but, oh my god do you okay you go Go. You go. You go. Um, remember that wedding I was telling you about a couple weeks ago <clears throat> where the woman kept like directing right. me, telling yeah. me what to do and everything? I <laughs> thought that's what you were going to talk about when you wanted to oh, talk about this. I looked her up. She's a director. <laughs> like of a movie what? director. Oh my God. <laughs> and I looked up like her IMDB. She mm -hmm. has a number of movies in there. It's great. But they're kind of like the bad... Um, the bad Christmas movie kind of movie. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. I laughed about that. And I'm just like, I, it's not like I don't know what I'm doing. It's not like I go to a wedding and at every wedding there happens to be a family member who's a director and can tell me what to do because but it, I wouldn't be able to figure it out for myself. Well, and, and for what it's worth, if the bride and groom actually said, you know what, let's hire this person to be a director right? at our wedding. And they communicated it with you or the, even if they didn't, if this person shows up and says, hey, they hired me to direct their wedding. I would actually be like, you know what, that's cool fine direct do your job and i'll do much i honestly would it would be the best thing ever sophia you have no idea how i enjoyed working for the fashion industry when there would be a photo stylist on jobs i literally would show up but that's exactly the same that is exactly the same as hair and makeup at a wedding Mm -hmm. or the bride picking her dress she's being styled you're not styling her (sighs) Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, thank God, because if I did it, it would be a disaster. Sorry. How do you deal with these people? So, inevitably, yeah. what I what I'd like to do is I'd like people to take away something else from this. Um, this doesn't happen at every wedding. Most weddings are actually no. like really good, but. To prevent this from happening, have a discussion about this, about this hypoth- hypothetical scenario with your clients. Oh, yeah. Let them know that you uh, have a plan of action to take, that you will actually ask people to step off because you take your job seriously. And this is the message that you need to portray. So well, again, <clears throat> go yeah, back so to, me, go ahead. Let me just explore that idea for a second because a lot of photographers have this clause in their contract right no other cameras no other photographers clients don't read contracts you totally oh yeah for sure you totally need to well like we've said before about contracts you need to sit down with your couples and go over the contract so you need yeah have that conversation with them and some People will tell you that it's important to them that their family members be able to take pictures with their own cameras. And then, fine. You can have that conversation. You can say, okay, well, it's really important to me that they're not standing in the aisles, that they're sort of taking pictures from their seat. And maybe they'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Or maybe they'll be like, yeah, we don't care. We want them to wander around. Um, And then maybe consider whether this is the right couple for you or not. Maybe it's not. Right. And, and that's, that's an opportunity to have a conversation about the amount of photos you're going to deliver. For example, here's why, Mm -hmm. uh, it's really important for me to have my uncle Bob also take photos because it's his hobby and he offered and he wants to do it and we want him to do it. We we want it to be fun for everyone. Blah, blah, blah. I will then say, okay, the, this is the reason why I don't put a number of photos that I deliver to people because if uncle Bob's in my way and he prevents me from capturing the moments that I feel I can capture at that time by being in my way, then I'm not able to deliver the final product as promised. Now I will still have killer photos for you, Mm -hmm. but they will be with knowing that uncle Bob's also running around impeding my performance. And I've had this conversation with people. They're like, uh, look, my, my sister or my cousin, it was, it was a relative is taking photography right now. And she wanted to know if she can take some photos for her portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. That is a slightly different request. Yeah. Well, I said, absolutely. However, if she impedes my performance, it's on you. Let's put Mm -hmm. this into the contract, sign a waiver or whatever. 
I want, or give me a pinky promise at least that you're not going to come back to me and say, where the fuck is my uh, first kiss photo? And yeah. I'm going to tell you, well, here it is. No, that's the back of my sister's head. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what that's she what did. Happens. Yeah. So, so have, well, yeah, have that conversation. And then I'd say if something like that comes up, I think the next thing you have to do is at least at the wedding, if you haven't already is go introduce yourself to these people. Right. Because I bet you that person who's learning photography would be maybe more inclined to stand back and watch what, what you're doing. Or they might say to you, hey, we don't want to be in your way. So just let me know if I'm in your way. Mm-hmm. I just want to take some photos, which is fine, right? So what it comes down to is basically communicating this uh, with your with your client. Um, yes. It, it would be the same as if you're a graphic designer and... Um, Oh, you know, somebody comes to you and says, look, I want you to do a full corporate identity for me from logo to stationery to um, everything, basically. And then they say, OK, but here's a here's a design that my my nephew started, you know, and actually my nephew wants to be involved. So so <laughs> can he can you call him and email him and just kind of coordinate with him at that point? You kind of go, all right, well, here's the thing. Uh We'll do it. We're still going to charge you a hell of a lot of money to do it. And any extra work that he creates for us will be billed to you. And and that's what you kind of got to do. So you, you the, the thing about it is you have to be diplomatic and you can't just be, you can't be a diva about it, right? I, I always say this. I swear we should say this every episode. You can't be like, well, this is how I work. So if you want this, all right. You know what's funny this is, is that this is actually super, my real voice, <laughs> right? Like you, you know that there's those really famous wedding photographers out there. I don't know any famous wedding photographers, but they exist. <laughs> those famous wedding photographers out there who charge an arm and a leg, and no one's taking pictures at the weddings that they photograph. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hazard a guess that those people are not showing up at a wedding, and if there's a camera, they're going, "Excuse me, put that thing away." Like these people are not divas; they're they're nice people. They're super nice. Hence. They Hence why they became nice. right. Hence, Hence why, why they, they became famous photographers. That's why they're <laughs> charging so much money. Yeah, Re- literally. Um, because yeah, totally. Because you don't you don't divas. get there by being an asshole. So, yeah. I think that <sighs> the the point of this episode is that you're going to step in shit at some point. Um, oh my god! Figuratively speaking. There so, was literally dog poop on the sidewalk at this wedding. There was so much. There was so much back and forth about don't step in the shit. Don't step in it. It was so funny. Anyway, go on. You, you're good. Somebody probably stepped in the shit, and and you're going yeah. to, figuratively speaking, step in shit at some point. You have mm-hmm. two choices: you can throw your shoes out, or you can just go and clean it up and deal with the shit, mm-hmm. and not throw a hissy fit about it. You know, um, what would be throwing your shoes out? I guess quitting and walking out and being like, "I'm done." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I've only heard of one person doing that once. <clears throat> at a wedding Excuse and it was like request after request after request after request and no one listened and this person was like so upset she was so, crying she was like i can't handle it anymore well, so i'm leaving i've actually left a wedding at the end of my shift one day uh yeah. one time without talking to the bride and groom. <laughs> oh boy what happened uh no nothing it was a great wedding i was just really tired and for oh. like two and a half hours i wasn't doing anything so when yeah. 10 10 p.m rolled around which is when we were calling it a night. We packed our shit up and left. 
And then it was great because they didn't remember anything. They, they're like, when did you leave? No. I feel like you guys left early. I'm like, no, we left at 10. Um, <laughs> it was like, we started packing at 10. We left quarter after. Um, well, I feel yeah. like that's the big takeaway from this episode is communication. So definitely have that conversation mm-hmm. with the couple beforehand. And you want to know, I mean, you obviously know what your policy is, but you want to know what their policy is because they're, they're really the boss for the day. So yeah, that's, that's true. Know what they expect before you show up. And then my thing is, I don't want to be like, so-and-so has a camera. I'm going to go talk to the bride. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned on the day of that is not her responsibility. So I'm going to deal with it all on my own. And because right. I communicated so darn well with this couple, I knew exactly what they wanted. So I could just go up to the guy and tell him, look, this is what they want. Put your shit away. And so on the last note, I'll share something else. Um, gotcha. I used to love going to concerts. And okay. uh, I mean, I'll still go to a concert. I'll still enjoy the performance. But there's there's one thing that really bothers me. And it's, when I, you know, if I'm not in the front row, and I'm somewhere in the middle or in the back, and I'm looking at the stage, I see hundreds if not thousands of yeah. phones recording the, the show. And right? I'm kind of I'm, I'm thinking With like... With the flipping flash on, too, by the way. <laughs> well, when they're, when they're doing video, there's no flash, right? But they're, well, most of them are just on. recording video. Yes. Okay, and I'm kind of thinking like, why didn't you just stay home or go do something else? Save yourself <laughs> the money. <laughs> And log on to YouTube later to watch the clips. I really don't get it. Um, or what makes you think that you're like this like pro filmmaker, like this award-winning filmmaker all of a sudden, that your video is going to be better than the guy beside you and that you have to, absolutely have to document this concert. You know, if you, if, if you paid $150 to go to a show, enjoy the fuck out of it. Like, don't take your phone with you and record it okay you want a memory yeah. well then then commit it to memory because no, you, you don't, don't that's that's you not don't what look are back doing. you don't look no. back at your videos no. right and so a concert is su- such an arbitrary thing it's just an artist performing for a couple hours big deal but if you're a parent and your daughter is getting married for fuck's sakes do not whip your phone out and start taking pictures or recording the right so I literally will slap the phone out of your hands if I see you pull it out at a wedding. I will do it. And I will probably get a laugh before I get a punch in the face. Because seriously, this is your daughter's wedding or your son's. Enjoy it. Commit it to memory. And I may have mentioned this before. um, The movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty, where at the very end, Sean Penn who's a photographer in this movie, uh, is about is about to take a picture of this like snow leopard, I believe. And he doesn't take it. He just watches it instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, <clears throat> Ben Stiller asks him, he's like, aren't you going to take it? And he's like, no, I. this is more like, he's like, I want to so experience cool. it. Yeah. I, I, I got chills. Like literally I had goosebumps because before that I used to tell... Hannah, I used to tell everybody that, like, because because people have asked me, why are you bringing a camera to this, or or you know, don't you wish? <laughs> my favorite is, don't you awesome. wish you had a camera? I'm like, I have a camera. It's at home. I'm here to enjoy this. Like, right. well, I that's live like my a life. Whole, 
that's a whole other conversation where people are like, why aren't you bringing your camera to the family reunion? Because you're not paying me to come to the family reunion. I'm part of the family. Thank you. Right. Yeah. I'm not a photographer here. I'm a, I'm a family. And, and so this is how, what I'm talking about dealing with experts because that's one thing. So the parents bringing their phone is one thing. But the yeah. expert, you know, while I'm a photographer at my corporate uh, office, I take pictures of product that, for, that we sell for the internet. Great. Why are you working here today? Just come as a person, you know. But the problem is you are not going to be able to get through to them. So what you have to do is you have to almost build, uh, not boundaries, but sort of establish a set of rules uh, and regulations, if you will, that you can communicate with your client that will allow you to go in and restrict those people from working at your event, working at your job site, or even just tell them to fuck off. Yeah. You know, just be like, listen, I'm getting paid. And and I will only do that. Like, I honestly don't care. I've had people show up with better cameras and lenses than me. Mm -hmm. And I've let them photograph the entire wedding because they were so far away and out of my sight. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less. And I did not feel insecure. And that's where that's where the issue is, I think, is a lot of times as a photographer, you might feel insecure. So you'll actually throw up a little defensive and be like, well, I'm being paid. You're not. This is my job. Go away. I'll only do that if they're in my way. Yeah. You can have a, an entire production. You can have Annie Leibovitz directing it. If you're not in my way, I don't give a shit. That's so, it. So, Yeah. For sure. And I would say it's perfectly reasonable for you to have a no other photographers policy and then let people just take pictures. That's basically what I do. I don't have a no cameras policy, but I do say I'm not going to take pictures while other people are because I want all the family looking at me, not looking all over the place. Right. Um, But if you go to a wedding and or any event really and you throw a fit because people, other people have cameras and you have a policy that no one else is supposed to be taking pictures. If you throw a fit, guess what kind of reputation reputation you're going to get? Yeah. So you need to, yeah, you need to either learn how to deal with it productively or totally ignore it or be one of those people who's just blissfully unaware and doesn't even care about this stuff. I mean, I'm not one of those people, but those people exist. Those lucky bastards. Yeah. You falling asleep? Nope. <laughs> Checking notes, making sure I, I covered that's everything. that's pretty much it. Yeah, like, talk to the couple. Um, And there's a few things you need to talk about there, whether it's like a no cameras policy or find out what their policy is for their wedding. Yeah. Um, make sure that you agree. If you leave this conversation without an agreement, then you have a problem. So you need to totally understand what they want. They need to totally understand what you want. And you need to be like, yes, this is what we're going to do. Right. If you go to a wedding and their family... Well, first of all, I actually... One of the things I guess I didn't mention earlier is that I introduce myself to all the vendors. So before a wedding, I send out an email to everyone saying, hey, don't worry about taking pictures. I'm going to give you photos. Um, So they tend not to take photos then. So there's that. And then when you go to a wedding and you see people with these cameras, like with all of this stuff out, especially if the couple has told you that their Uncle Bob's probably going to bring a camera, go and introduce yourself to him and be super nice. Mm Mm-hmm. 
If you want to say, hey, they're having an unplugged ceremony, I'm here to document it. They just want you to sit and enjoy it. Be super nice. If the policy is that their family and friends can take pictures and everything, the the worst that's going to happen is that they're not going to listen to you and you're going to go on with the policy that you two have agreed to. Or the best that could happen is he'll be like, you know what? You just let me know if I'm in your way. Mm -hmm. I don't want to block your view. I'm just going to take pictures from my seat or whatever. And so <clears throat> the, the, what I'll leave us, what I'll end with is um, the one time that the bride and groom approached me to have their cousin who's taken photography um, be at the wedding and take photos for her portfolio as well. I said, mm -hmm. well, why don't you just involve her with me? So she's yeah. getting it from the same angle. And I said, I'll just basically hire her as an assistant without yeah. without paying her um that'll you know the photos will be her payment i said yeah totally let's do she'll it she'll get so much more out of it if you do that than the, if she just yes does well it on the, her the own, person right? showed up with, with her equipment and everything but she was so shy like yeah. i i literally had to, had to be like okay go ahead take a picture like come on so it was kind yeah. of a pain in the ass i mean her, her confidence was really low but I was like, come on, this is a great opportunity to take a picture. And so then eventually what I did is give her one of my cameras. And I mm -hmm. said, when you see a camera to my face, put this to your face, look for a good angle, start taking pictures. And I think I got 30 to 40 photos out of her. Um, I don't know if any made it as finals. Well, and I, that would be, that would be a really good opportunity. I would say that if you're talking to a couple and they're saying, yeah, I know someone who's just learning and starting their business and they want to take some photos. Is that okay with you? Yeah. That would be a really cool idea to say, well, how about you give me their email address oh, and then like, talk to them beforehand them. and involve them. And you know what? You might get an assistant out of it. They'll get, they could get really good experience, like photography experience out of it. So that is a really cool idea. Petro, I'm writing Thanks. that down. Do it. I might've scared her. I've never seen her or heard from her or anything. So. <laughs> Well, but, maybe not the right, right career for her. But. That, and that could have been great yeah. too, right? Oh, wow. This isn't what I want to do. <laughs> I thought it was puppy dogs and ice cream. I have to talk to people? <laughs> yes. All right. Speaking of talking to people, I have nothing to talk about anymore, so I'm done. Okay. So I have one more thing to say. <clears throat> um, if anyone else wants a French Bulldog camera t-shirt, um, we still have our launch promotion going on mm, on lunch. Um, f8 style lunch um it's not lunch time yet petro almost don't get too excited um <sighs> so if you use the code de launch <clears throat> i'll put it in the show notes um at f8 style you will get a free t-shirt of your choosing with the purchase of a bag de as in double exposure yeah Ooh, D -E I like that. launch yeah not T E D E. T E. That's going to be a future promotional code. Nice. Love it. <laughs> I want my T shirts. <laughs> they're coming. I hope they're coming. They better I, come. I, 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 I might sabotage the, the shipment. No. <laughs> You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our Aardvark. Ben Sound for our theme music and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook and if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>
get to work. Thank you.